Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Baseball Softball Podcast, uh, presented by our fine sponsors from Sioux City Ford, Pizza Ranch, and Fairway. Uh, Mitch, it's been a great time to go out and grill. Uh, nothing better than a Fairway steak out of the meat case over there. Absolutely. And well, today is Tuesday, so yep. it's Kids Night at, at Pizza Ranch. And That's right. If you don't want to grill out in this insane heat, seems like we're in the middle of August already. Um, <laughs> You can definitely head over to Pizza Ranch, but, I mean, nothing during the summertime beats a good brat or a burger. Make sure you go and check out Fairway. And then, obviously, bring in the the drive home, Sioux City Ford, great sponsor to us as well. Uh, We'll start off the podcast with talking a little softball, and we'll go War Eagle um, and, and move our way up. War Eagle right now being dominated by Rems and St. Mary's. Um, surprise, surprise. Pinch yourself if you didn't hear me say that last <laughs> week and weeks prior. Akron Westfield on their heels, though. Uh, 4-0 in conference, 6-4 and overall. Playing some really good ball. Just Remsen is kind of in the league above their own. Um, HMS and Hinton round out the standings at 6-5 and and 6-3. and um, Both teams uh, doing pretty well in conference, though. Uh, you go over to the, the stats in, in the War Eagle. Um, Ashton Carvana uh, had a really good basketball season, having a pretty good uh, season uh, on the dish uh, as well. He already hit two home runs, which leads the War Eagle Conference, doing it well on the plate. Uh, but batting average-wise, dominated by bunkers, um, by, by both of them, actually, Maya and Haley. Uh, bunkers lead the War Eagle in batting average at 538 and 522. Wow. Um, and just it's, it's kind of a, a league that's kind of scattered out throughout the, the way. Um, saves and strikeouts um, are by, you know, the the Rums and St. Mary's team. And then all these other ones, Hinton sprinkled in there. Akron-Westfield has a few that they lead. Um, Hartley Melvin Sanborn doing well uh, with the hits. They lead in, in hit, the hit category with two of their seniors, and they lead in the, the singles category. So just getting on base for Hartley Melvin Sanborn, they're doing a really good job. Um, as the, the season kind of goes, we have had our little share of rainouts. Yeah. Um, some girls got into some uh, <clears throat> weekend tournaments, um, which kind of skewed some some records and stuff like that. But um, all in all, I mean, starting off, like I said, in the uh, the War Eagle for Remsen St. Mary's to start off seven and one overall and two and zero in conference. You know, you can't control how many conference games you get after two weeks in, uh, but they handle their business in those two and so far lead the conference and. You know, I think a good matchup with them is going to be when they go and battle up against Akron Westfield. You know, they're going to have to hold their own against Hinton and, and HMS. But um, I think they can take care of the, the rest of the standings um, and uh, and really run the table like their their guys' team's doing. Yeah, they're, they've positioned themselves well with a nice start right out of the gate. And uh, they had some, some key returning gals um, from last season as well that are back and performing well again so yeah I I like them sitting up top I think they'll it's obvious they control their own destiny and you know every season has a has a few potholes in it so we'll just see if they can manage those along the way Mitch yeah and and that's going to be the main thing is we we'll talk about with getting more um especially when you go up you playing double headers in in the 4a conferences and just putting together weeks where you're playing more games than you're accustomed to and and you know really limiting your ace to only throwing X amount of game or innings or pitches in one game to get them to, to another and how you have to work with these underclassmen. 
Um, you know, I, I think that Remsen had a, a really fortunate year where they turned around a great class, and I feel like they're gonna they have a, a really solid junior class where they're gonna turn it around again, at least for for years to come. But uh, it's gonna be it's just the way that it is in, in these smaller conferences. You gotta have a good section of classes because it can't be just one person that wins yeah, it. No, um, we see those. Those teams have success, but once it gets into postseason play, that one person pitches the first game, or they rest them to pitch the second game, mm-hmm. and then they're they're sent home packing. So a lot of the teams that have depth, which uh, Rems and St. Mary's for girls do, they, do. Um, they seem to make a little bit farther of a postseason push. Um, now we move into the Western Valley, and a team that I think um, that we don't talk about a ton uh, that's going to make a huge postseason push is a, a really dominant West Monona team. They're 5-0 in conference, 10-3 overall. They lead the Western Valley right behind them, uh, River Valley at 8-4, 2-2 in conference, and then Kingsley Pearson on their heels too, 5-2, 2-1 in conference play. Uh, you know, almost double the games West Monona has played over Kingsley Pearson, MVAO, um, and Woodbury Central. But with these, the with Kingsley Pearson going to play catch-up, I think they can get their way into the two. Um, they can't obviously overpass West Monona just because West Monona hasn't lost a game right. in conference yet, but they are beatable. They've lost three games overall mm-hmm. out of conference. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of those losses did come to teams with an over 500 record. <coughs> so they're not losing games to slouch teams. So that's going to be a good uh, eye test for Kingsley Pearson going on into uh, their conference. And, you know, Kingsley Pearson had some – They've had some some gals play some really good ball. As was Woodbury Central, um, Woodbury Central, uh, Lexi Gilbert's an eighth grader, leading batting average in the conference. Wow. Um, you know that's good for for sights to see as it goes on. They, uh, Woodbury Central also has the leader um, first and in second place, uh, Libby Monroe uh, for home runs with three, and then Lexi Gilbert with uh, the eighth grader there um, with two home runs in second place. Uh, and you look around, wins, uh, Claudia Praia of River Valley, six wins, and I believe she has about 80 strikeouts on the year as well, 78 to be exact, um, just mowing, yeah. mowing girls down. Um, you go to the ERAs, uh, the higher ERAs are of West Monona and River Valley. Um, but, you know, Woodbury Central doing it with their bats, Kingsley Pearson doing it with a little bit of both. Um, and that even – Playing style is going to, I feel, towards the end of the season is going to help Kingsley Pearson out a lot more um, just because they don't have to rely on one thing. They don't have to rely on just offense or just defense. They're doing it with both sides. We understand that, you know, only seven, eight games into the season, your bats probably aren't that hot right now anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all of a sudden get uh, the bats rolling for Kingsley Pearson when they're already doing it pretty well in the pitching category. Uh, it's, it's looking up for, for the Panthers there. Uh, now you switch over and we go to the MRAC, the Missouri River Conference. And in softball, last year, Sergeant Bluff won the Missouri River. They looked the part to win it again this year. But right on their heels, just like in the boys' um, standing, Sioux City North. Yeah. You know, playing some inspired softball and baseball. Uh, they're 6-2 and two in the conference. Uh, Lamar's at respected 7-1, Sioux City East at 6-2. and two. And then after that, it's the top four of Sergeant Bluff, North, Lamar's, and East, and then the bottom four. It's literally opposites, polar opposites. Really hot teams, really cold teams uh, right now. Because uh, the difference between fourth and fifth place is eight and two to four and ten. Yeah, yeah. So just a complete difference there. Uh, it's going to be a, a four-headed race going into the latter part of the conference. 
talk a lot about Sergeant Bluff and Sioux City North and uh, Lamar's in East, and I think that we're going to keep keep doing that. But what have you seen so far out of this uh, Missouri River girls season? Well, the thing that's really caught my eye is the job that Coach Brent Eicholt's doing at Sioux City North. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know Coach really well. Um, he's a hell of a competitor. I played with him uh, growing up and throughout high school. Um, he was a hell of a baseball player himself and softball. So he understands the game very well. Um, it, it sounds to me like the girls are playing very good defense behind their pitching, and they're getting some outstanding pitching, but they're coming through with some, some key hits as well. So good to see out of Coach Eichholt. He works hard with that program over the winter months to try and get them prepared uh, for summer play. Yeah, and we've seen like the, the culture change there. And you talk about pitching. We'll, we'll get it started right now with the Pepsi pitcher yeah. uh, for, for the girls. It no, is nobody more deserving, man. Sioux City North. And I'll let you yeah. take it away. Uh, Jocelyn Vogt, freshman. Uh, Sioux City North pitcher, 3-1. and one, um, Allowed six earned runs so far. Uh, 34 strikeouts and has a solid 1.75 ERA um, as of today. So real nice job out of her. And, you know, they're getting contributions from everybody, one through nine through that lineup. And um, they're, they're capitalizing on when somebody gets on base, they're doing a much better job this year moving the runner or, you know, scoring those runs and not leaving them stranded at the end of an inning. And that's a, that's a huge thing too is when you get that type of pitching three and one is obviously really good thirty four strikeouts leads yeah, the team nice. uh, great ERA as a freshman you know for for them to build on that you know they have a lot of other underclassmen that are playing really well as too that this isn't just a one and done type of thing for Sioux City North it looks like they're going to be sustainably working up to being the uh, top program in in this. Uh, not only just in the Missouri River, but in you know the the 4A, 5A uh, brackets all around uh, the state of Iowa, and it's good to see uh, you know more yeah. co- more competition the better. Yeah. Sioux City East uh, this year, you know, I'm not saying that they're taking uh, a step off. They're still eight and two, six and two in the yeah, conference. They're very good. Um, and I think just with those four going at each other, it's going to really help uh, yeah. each other out. You know, you talk about defense, I'll talk about offense here. Yeah. Going with the Gatorade player of the week for girls softball will stay in, in conference, Missouri River. When we look at Sergeant Bluff, uh, the senior stud, Elise Evans Murphy, 18 hits, 18 runs. She yeah. gets on base, she scores almost every mm-hmm. time. Two home runs in her last two games, only three strikeouts on the year. She almost yeah, has more home awesome, runs than yeah. strikeouts. Putting the ball in play or getting walked. And her average is a 429 average. I mean, as close as you can get a couple more base hits, and she's almost hitting 500. Mm-hmm. The other parts of this Sergeant Bluff rotation is because it's not just her. I mean, the reason that they're 11 and 2 overall, 7 and 1, they dropped that one to Sioux City East. They're going to probably want that one back. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're going to get a chance to go play the, them at East um, later on in the season. This, this team's going to slowly develop and get better, as we talked about. A lot of the girls' bats in, in not just Sergeant Bluff's rotation, but in, in all the girls' rotations, haven't really got hot yet. Mm-hmm. So when you're already hitting 429 and your bat's not technically hot, yeah. look out for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, I, I think Sergeant Bluff's in, in sitting in the driver's seat really well. They do have good pitching as well, but their offense is dangerous and I, to and say I, the least. Yeah, and I, and I do think that East is their game too. I mean, they're, they've got – 
Olivia Menzer, um, uh, another gal, the Tralia gal, um, on the mound, and uh, Alexis Jones. Um, some good bats in that lineup, really good players. So they're not far off either. No, like, that's like that's why the is, game yeah. early in the year went extra innings in the first game and then right. a three zero game in the second. It's gonna it's all good competition. You know, I think that if you if you look at the the records going into the second half of the season after you've already played everyone in conference, and you have of those top three because you're one of the top four teams. So of the top three teams that you're playing against, if you win at least three and three against them, if not better. I couldn't be more happy. Yeah, four true. and two, you know, yep. uh, five and one, or even six and zero oh against the the top part of the competition. Mm-hmm. You're going to be head and shoulders above the rest of the top yeah. four yeah. to where you're able to drop a game going into the second pa- part yep. of the season. And we'll get ready for for postseason play, and then we'll be, you know, after that talking about football. So yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, good good things I've seen out of the the softball uh, in in this state of um, you know our. Only two weeks in, you know, yeah, yeah. and so far we've seen some really good play out of a, a lot of teams in the War Eagle, you know, Western Valley, Siouxland, and uh, in the MRAC conference there. Um, we'll shift over right away into to boys uh, and start off with the War Eagle again. Uh, I think the, you know, surprise team um, would be Akron Westfield. They always have a good baseball program, yeah. but I think – when I would look at the conference, I would look and go, okay, number one's going to be Rems and St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Man, they've, they've dropped two games this year, and I'm not I'm, and there's, they still sit at number three, I believe, overall yeah. in, uh, in the class. I don't think that it's too much of a glaring concern, uh, but Galen Catholic played them hard. Akron Westfield's going to play, you know, play them difficult. You know, Unity Christian's got a good ball club this year. Hinton – you know, they graduated some seniors last year. They're still playing some good ball as well. It's not too concerning because Remsen, you know, after their um, rundowns, they won two games against uh, St. Albert Catholic and, and Bishop Heal. They right. beat Bishop Heal in 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a really good Class 3A team that mm-hmm. has a chance to go to state themselves. Sure. So for them to, you know, take some shots, realize who they are as a team, not going to be perfect, you know, maybe – Last year, their their loss came at, at the state tournament. Maybe they're like, all right, let's get these losses out of the way now so we have a perfect run going into the right. tournament. Their lineup, to me, is the best lineup that you can have offensively and defensively. They're extremely well coached. Not afraid of Rems and St. Mary's. But if you look at it, Akron Westfield's played a hell of good ball going in 15 games, and they're 11-4 and four and 5-1 and one in conference. Galen Catholic's 8-1, and 2-0 and oh in conference. Uh, Unity Christian seven and five, three and one in conference. There's a lot of teams that are, you know, knocking on the door of Rems and St. Mary's of like, hey, we're here in the War Eagle, and you better play your best games when you come up against us. Otherwise, if you let one slip, there's a chance you're not playing a deep run into the postseason. Yeah, and credit goes to Rems and St. Mary's for raising the bar of competition, and everybody's looking to uh, emulate their success that they've had, and uh, teams are doing that now. You know, you never know. Um, what kind of nucleus of a class you're going to have put together. But uh, there's something to be said for the stability of the coaching staff, um, you know, on each team. And, uh, you know, you just wait for your opportunity and pounce. Yeah, and you talk about, well, Akron Westfield, just their bats alone. They've hit seven home runs on the season already. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, they, they lead that category <laughs> over Remsen with five. 
Um, you know, Remsen's got the batting average, but chomping at the bit right there is Akron Westfield, RBIs. Remsen leads it, Akron right there at number two. Yep. So, you know, they've had a, a really good season so far to, to get out the gate. And I think that's you, – you made a really valid point that – Remsen raises the bar of competition. Be like, hey, if you want to compete in, in yeah. the War Eagle, yeah. you have to be, you have to play with us. They're and, a benchmark for everybody else. And I think that they answered the call. And you know, there's a, a chance that Remsen goes down and represents the the War Eagle at state. And if they do, I think they have a good chance to win it. Absolutely. But there's a couple other teams that if they went down too, I wouldn't be surprised if they won state either. Yeah, they'll so, compete too. Yeah, it's a great for around the area, and obviously these smaller schools being able to compete mm-hmm. at a high levels great um and then you move on to western valley conference and a team that beat remsen as well leads the conference a undefeated record at kingsley pearson i i can't speak enough of how great they've played all season they got some dudes too man oh man they they've they they were on the gatorade player yeah uh for last week with dusquette but this team just continues to do it without effort it seems like they've played two games of their mm-hmm. 10 10 and 0 season two games against teams with a below 500 record that's, that's eight impressive. games against teams with winning records they've won all eight that's that's hard to duplicate and they they, they put together a postseason run last year where they mm-hmm. played a compelling and really good game against woodbury central they got all the way to the state tournament and guess who they faced remsen st mary's just didn't have enough yeah. this year they played remsen early in the year we already saw what happened they beat them <laughs> Yeah. If they go to play another compelling postseason and meet up with Remsen, I think they have enough this time. Yeah. I really do. I think they're they're a good team. Um, I hope they don't meet up until like the championship game. That would be awesome yeah. to see. That's a, yeah. But uh, either way, you know, can't speak enough to what I've seen out of Kingsley Pearson. They played extremely, yeah. extremely good baseball yeah. here just a couple you know weeks into the season. Yeah, game 2.0 between those two would be – Sign me I'm up. I'm guessing it will be well attended. I plan Sign on going, me so. up. Yeah, that would be fun baseball to watch. Absolutely. And we'll move into the MRAC now for for baseball. And I, MRAC, not that it's been the most surprising of all the teams or all the conferences out of softball and baseball this year, but it has been. I'm not going to lie to you, it has been. Sioux City North leads the conference at a 10-2 record, tied with Bishop Heelan at 10-2, mm-hmm. but they're 14-3 overall. Bishop Heelan 12-4. I, I would have sat here before the season started and said, yes, Bishop Heelan will be at the top. They, they lost two studs pitching and first base, but they what they got back in Bleeker and all these other guys yeah. absolutely, yep. absolutely knew they were going to be at the top. Sioux City North is a surprise to me, and it's a good surprise. I'm not yeah. going to sit here yeah. and say that, oh, I thought they were going to finish with four wins. Yeah. But they won nine games last year, and they've already won ten games in conference this year. Yeah. It goes out to, to their pitching staff. You know, Shrunk had, in a, in a losing effort against Heelan, 15 strikeouts. Yeah. Their bats are leading, mm-hmm. in, in, and I think they're the, in the top RBIs. They're in the top of hits. Um, they're in the top of, uh, you know, singles, doubles. I don't know about triples and home runs, but they're finding a way to win it defensively with their pitching, mm-hmm. but they're also helping themselves out by now not stranding as many runners as they did last yeah. year. Yeah. They're driving kids over. These underclassmen last year that kind of got, I, I would say, beat up on, you know, they, they kind of were an afterthought in the conference. 
learned from last year, got better, and now they're leading the conference and going, oh, yeah, remember when you guys beat us last year? Here, hold yeah. this off for me real yeah. quick. That's right. Um, and you, you nailed it. I mean, it's a lot different when you're pitching and you're always trailing. You always try and, you know, you got to nibble a little bit sometimes. If you go out there with a lead, having pitched, I can say this, it's much more um, – you're more free-willing as far as uh, different pitch usage and location, things like that. When you're up two runs, three runs, four runs, it really changes your approach as a pitcher, especially a starting pitcher because, you know, you're looking at a seven-inning game, hey, i got to get my five in. you got got to at least get your five in if you got a closer or, you know, if you're rolling, just close it out. But, um, yeah, it that – you said it right there. I mean, they're picking up guys on base uh, with some key, real key, two-out base hits. And that's what changes your fortunes a lot of times. And so, yeah, good matchups coming up this week. Susie North actually travels to Sergeant Bluff today. That'll be a good one. On the sixth. Should yeah. be great uh, yeah. to see. And then um, I know Heelan has a uh, matchup, I believe, with Lamar's. That sounds right. S- yeah. Should be uh, mm-hmm. a great – it's the, t- the top four teams are matching up this week already, so we should yeah. see some good out of them. Um, <clears throat> looking at the, the differentials here, and the difference in Sergeant Bluff from being a two to being tied at three at six, uh, four losses at six and four. Lamar's is eight and four in conference, ten and two, and then ten and two. They have the same run differential as Heelan does, mm. but have three fewer wins. Wow. So they're winning games. Mm-hmm. When they win games, they win by a good margin, four yeah. or five runs. Yeah. And they're losing really close, close games. games. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Sergeant Bluff has to figure that out. I don't think that their bats have been as explosive as we had seen in years past. Um, they're, I think – a little bit of it has been their some of their seniors have been in a little bit of a slump coming out of the gate, uh, and you know you look at these other teams that are above them right now, and Sioux City East is now right away basically on their heels after they they start off the season really sluggish. They're at six and six and nine and seven overall, and they played a lot better baseball as of late. Mm-hmm. Lamar's has played extremely well. Um, you know I, we'll talk about their they have a Gatorade player. Um, uh, and Aiden Hogue, they they played extremely well. They've won one lot closer games than they've lost. Their run differential is actually uh, minus point two, which is kind of, mm. is crazy to have yeah, a winning record yeah. um, to, at that magnitude and have a losing point differential. <laughs> um, they found out ways to win close games, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Sergeant Wolf hasn't. Bishop Elon, we said with the three plus three point eight win percentage, um, they've done it with with everything. I mean, I've loved their pitching. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've loved their, their timely hitting. They won games early in the season, smaller margins. They won games later in the season, um, you know, against – we'll talk about the Sioux City North game. Trunk had 15 strikeouts, and they still won 6 nothing. Yeah. They, they find ways to win. Ugly, clean, mm-hmm. graceful, you know, guys hitting for – I mean, not a guy hasn't hit for a cycle, but the one with guys hitting for a cycle, the one with guys only hitting base hits – any way that they can win, they're going to find a way to do so. And then you have Sioux City North at the top with a four-and-a-half positive point win differential. It's 
night and day what this North team has done in, in just a year. Yeah. And I'm all for it. I'm, I'm excited for them. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see what the rest of the, the way goes. But we'll, we'll get into our Gatorade player and our Pepsi pitcher. And we'll stay in the MRAC. It's been a good week for the MRAC, both, both in baseball and softball. Um, Aiden Hogue out of Lamar's is, was on a tear last year. He's on a tear this year, hitting 457 wow. batting average, 10 RBIs, gotten walked 12 times mm-hmm. already. So good, solid plate discipline out of him. Um, and then he's he scored 13, yeah. driven in, he's, or scored 13 times. He's on base and he's touching home. And he's getting over. And he, yeah. and it's a guy that isn't coming out of the woodwork. That guys are like, oh, I didn't didn't yeah. know he could hit. He hit well last year. Steady performance. And he's staying yeah. that way. And yeah. guys are trying to pitch around him, hence the 12 walks. Right. And even yeah. when he gets those 12 walks, he's still able to drive guys in and, and get on himself, be able to advance himself over. He is a huge cog to why Lamar's wins those close games because he's able to drive guys in, get uh, guys around and into scoring position, whereas last year some guys weren't getting on before him, and you know he's, only, he's not driving anyone over. Yeah. He's just getting on himself, yep. and then he was stranded. So you know, credit to the guys in front of him in the batting order and behind him in the batting order, um, able to just, you know, we talk about it a lot, just do your job. Yeah. And it's, it's posed well for, for Lamar so far. And then we'll go on the defensive side. Bishop Heal and Zone, we talk about their pitching a lot. Yeah. Who's the Pepsi pitcher of the week? Uh, Pepsi pitcher, we're checking in with Jaron Bleeker. Um, always been impressed with this kid. Uh, Heelan Jr., 3-0 and right now. Uh, 22 strikeouts on the season. Uh, and a six to, he also owns a 6 to nothing win over North um, where they shut them out. So uh, very skilled pitcher. Got good velocity and uh, he he has good location um, with with all of his pitches. And, and that's the thing too. If you talk about Heelan, they have a multitude of guys yeah. that can throw the ball really well um, throughout the season, and they win by defense. I I will preach that. I think they're they have a solid offensive team. They hit the ball really well. Um, team average is a 284. You'd like to see it a little higher, but their team ERA is a 1.17. Yeah, that's and you're doing things when you got that going. 83 strikeouts. You have three guys with over 10 or more strikeouts. One guy with Hunter Wahab, a sophomore, that just has nine. And their their pitching rotation is deep. And when you look at it, one senior. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Isn't so it? next year they're going to turn over a, a team that you're not going to be able to touch and hit again. Yeah. And it's going to be a rinse repeat. You know, we saw really good pitching out of Heelan last year. We we're seeing good pitching out of them this year. Yeah. We're seeing good pitching out of them more than likely going into next year. And then they just they're just going to keep moving guys up and keep being the the steady pitching rotation that they have. And it's the reason that they win so many games in conference. And it's the reason yeah. they've been doing so well to start. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jaron Bleeker. Could have given it to a lot of healing guys. Yeah. His win over Sioux City North was was huge. You know, it was a really good pitching battle between the two. Like I said, Shrunk had uh, 15 strikeouts in his, on his own, um, but he does uh, Bleaker does own a 3-0 and record yeah. on the season and 22 strikeouts, best on the team to start. And hopefully we'll see how it goes, but more yeah. than likely if he doubles that and 6-0 record and 44 strikeouts when the year ends would be pretty pretty nice to see. Yeah. Um, one other note here as we close out, uh, Sioux City North, um, baseball I'm talking, just really impressed with them and just their growth 
um, from last year. I know we touched on it earlier, but I'm just so impressed with this team. And I think the key game in the whole thing was that uh, Lewis Central game uh, earlier on this season. I think it was a game where they came to Sioux City, played North. North hung with them. Uh, North was defeated 4-2. to two, But I think that really was a believer game for them. And then uh, ever since then, they've – you know, well, they played good all year, but I think that that game really gave them a shot in the arm as far as confidence. Absolutely, and that's a that's the Lewis Central team that went to the 3A state yeah. tournament yeah. last year, poised to do it again this yep. year. They're ranked in the yep. top ten. Uh, it's a it's a good opponent to match yourself up with that you don't normally see. Um, you know, and you only get so many choices right. of, of your 4A competition around this area. You get your your city schools. Or you have to go out and chase down to Council Bluffs area, mm-hmm. or go over to the like the Cedar Falls, or even down to the Des Moines area, and uh, to get that level of competition early in the year to kind of get, do a measuring stick of where you sit. You know, I was I was impressed with a loss as much as you can be with one of how they played. Yeah. And, you know, they've shown us nothing but but effort and consistency mm-hmm. through their uh, first three weeks of the season. We'll see how it uh, continues for them. Yeah, it's going to be a fun run. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you folks listening. And thanks again to our sponsors, Sioux City Ford, Pizza Ranch, and Fairway. We'll talk to you next week.